Hey, what's up, guys, and welcome back to Am I Doing This Right, a podcast about life as a 20-something. This is your host, Mackenzie, and I'm really excited about this week's topic as it's something that's really important to me and something that I struggle with quite a bit. With the weather warming up and summer finally here, this week we will be talking about learning how to love your body and focusing on both your physical and mental health in order to achieve that. This week is special because I have my best friend Jenny on here talking to me and you guys about her struggle with all of the above and how putting physical and mental health health first is helping her with her body positivity journey. So joining me this week is my college roommate and best friend Jenny. Jen and I met our senior year of high school on a post talking about pizza toppings. So obviously it's been a successful friendship. Body image is something that both of us have struggled with and are learning to deal with and have been working towards. So I'm really excited to have this conversation with you guys with her for you guys. So hi, Jenny. Hi, guys. Welcome to Am I Doing This Right? Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. This is so fun. So just to get us started off, go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself. Oh, my goodness. Well, my name is Jenny. I am currently 23 years old, living in Minneapolis or just south of Minneapolis with the good old rents. Um, working full-time for a commercial real estate firm. Um, when I'm not working, I'm mostly traveling, but because coronavirus took a wild turn, I am not doing that right now. So I'm just kind of doing my own thing at home and trying to soak in as much sun and free time in as I can. And um, I have a shopping problem. <laughs> That's <laughs> that putting that mildly. me up. <laughs> So how, what are you doing through quarantine to try to stay healthy and sane? Um, well, I'm going to therapy, which I think is a huge proponent into why I am here and somewhat calm these days. Um, I have actively been reaching out to my friends and talking to them as much as I possibly can, because what else are you going to do right now? Um, reaching out to family. Um, I got a plant because my therapist said that I should get a plant or do something new. And I've killed everything I've ever owned besides myself and my dog. So I got a plant (laughs) to keep alive and keep me preoccupied. Um, I've been bleach dyeing like every white girl on the internet has been doing. And journaling, which is very new. And going on walks. Very nice. Was it one of your therapist things? I know that you've texted me one day and you're like, what are you doing to make yourself happy every day? You're Mm -hmm. just like one good thing a day. What was that your therapist idea? Um, no, I was actually talking to my boss about it because she and I are doing mental health check-ins once a week. And so she's always been like, you know what, make sure you do one thing that makes you happy a day just to put yourself forward because a lot of times right now, not about us it's not about being selfish it's about you know doing things for other people right now especially with the protests going on and coronavirus and all this stuff um it's just important to remember that you come first in a lot of senses and so she always says you know like make it a great day or go do something exciting and so that's the one thing I think I translated from that conversation or those conversations where you know you should be doing something that excites you once a day or makes you happy whether that's eating a piece of pizza or going on a walk or calling someone you love, you know, or buying 16 plants. It's just do something that makes you happy. 
that literally saved me one week you I was having a really bad week and I just really needed that advice in that moment to be like oh no I should take care of myself real quick Mm -hmm. it's so hard to right now because we're so mentally and emotionally invested in what's going out on outside of our own worlds that we a lot of us are not taking the time to step back and kind of you know, like bring yourself back to earth, bring yourself back to your happy place and just be okay in your own bubble. I like it. I like it. Can you tell me a little bit about your relationship with your body and just like enjoying yourself? Well, my body positivity journey is or has been a roller coaster for a very long time. Um, growing up, I was a very teeny tiny itty bitty. I had a six pack. I was, you know, super active. I had high metabolism. I was working out all the time. I was in three sports. I was training all the time. If I wasn't at school, I was training. I was diving. I was in gymnastics. I was doing something active. And so it, I never really had a problem with my body growing up until I went to college, which was, pretty difficult because when you move from you know suburbia Minnesota to the beach in Florida you're surrounded by all these girls who are stick thin and super tan and I am just about (laughs) um I go in the dark how about that that's the best way to describe me so for a little reference Jenny is like a hundred percent Minnesotan and Irish and is very very white and Just you picture an Irish person and it's Jenny with a little bit more blonde instead of red hair. Yeah. Well, that blonde is from bleach. So, (laughs) but I mean, it's, it was a very different atmosphere and going from, you know, where everyone eats their comfort food and, you know, you do your thing and moving to Florida where everyone's working out every day and you see all these girls in itty bitty teeny bikinis and you're like, whoa, okay, I need to hit the gym. And for me, I had a really hard time with that. And so after my freshman year, I gained, you know, 30, I think it was like 35 pounds. And I hated looking at myself and people were making comments about my weight. And for some time, you know, I remember coming home for Thanksgiving, my freshman year, and my mom made a comment to me, I had weighed myself and I came downstairs and I was like, Oh, my God, I'm so excited. I didn't gain any weight. And my mom came down and she was like, uh, the scale's actually broken. I'm like, oh, kind of stuck in my head for a really long time of like, oh my God, I'm getting fat. I'm fat. I'm fat, you know? And so, I mean, I, the problem is I was so depressed. I didn't do anything about it. And so I, you know, went about my life. I still drank. I still ate what I wanted in college. And then after my freshman year, I got really serious about working out and being healthy and I ended up losing 30, you know, the 35 pounds. And then I went back into school and I was having medical issues. And after, you know, my sophomore year, mostly my sophomore year, I didn't get any weight. And then my junior year, things started kind of going bad and I was just eating a lot. I was drinking a lot. I mean, I was in college, so I was partying probably more than I should have but (laughs) I mean it comes with the territory but I wasn't working out I wasn't 
making active steps in bettering myself in any way aside from getting my academic education but other than that you know it came around and I was having some digestive issues and so I went to my GI and they did some tests and they were like oh you just have gastroesophageal reflux disease I'm like okay you know what great I'm like here is your diet that you should go on blah 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 so I try this diet things don't really change I'm still having immense amounts of heartburn and I'm throwing up and whatever and so I come to our senior year of college and when that was done I went home and I was super depressed which was really really difficult for me because when I left college I left my best friends and so it was very difficult for me to get from you know, living with my best friends, seeing them all the time, seeing them every day, talking to them all the time to going and living with my parents where I have about three high school friends at the time living up here. It was really tough. It was really, really hard. And I ended up binge eating and eating and just drinking all the time. And I was drinking full bottles of wine and all this stuff. And I ended up gaining a ton of weight And I was super angry at myself for a very, very long time. And at this point, I wasn't on medication. I wasn't um, going to the doctor for my GERD. I wasn't taking care of myself. I was literally sitting in my bed for hours on end, just watching TV and being on my phone. And I knew something had to change. So about a year after I had been home from college, I was having some more heartburn issues and I was starting to feel really sick and I was throwing up and I'm like, what is going on? And so I went and saw my gastro. So we're in there and, you know, he's just like doing a bunch of tests and he goes, you know, you really need to lose some weight. I think it would really help you. And I was like, okay, you know, like when a doctor tells you to lose weight, you're like, oh God, another doctor is saying I'm fat, you know, because that's growing up that's what you hear it's like okay you're five five you should be 140 pounds and I'm like who I'm sorry but that's just not possible for me you know you just hear someone say like you need to lose weight that it just it hits you in the gut and you're just so sad and you're like one more person I'm like okay whatever we do some other tests and they put me on this medication I couldn't tell you what it's called but I started this medication for my heartburn and then we started doing some more tests and at one point they decide to do an ultrasound on my abdomen and they're looking around and doing their own thing and all of a sudden the ultrasound tech goes whoa and I'm like "Hmm?" that's not something you want to hear no definitely not when you're in a doctor's office and so she doesn't really say much and she finishes the thing and she's like oh we'll call you tomorrow I'm like that's interesting okay and so I'm waiting by my phone, I'm waiting by my phone, and they end up calling me, and they're like, hey, we need to schedule an appointment for you to come in. I'm like, oh my god, this is not good. <laughs> so I ended up going in the next day, or a few days later, and they said that while they were doing the ultrasound, they found fat around my liver. And so what that means is that there are a few different things that cause fat around liver, and usually alcoholics have fatty liver because the more they're drinking the slower their liver is I guess or it doesn't process as well and so pretty much just destroys your liver and 
it can cause liver failure. So I was diagnosed with non-alcoholic fatty liver disease because I'm not an alcoholic. I just had fat on my liver because of the weight that I had gained. And so um, my doctor pretty much told me that if I don't get my shit together, I will be screwed. He pretty much said that if I did not lose weight, my liver would fail. And so at that moment, I decided to kind of change my life around. But back to the fact that they put me on this medication for my heartburn, it was all a combination of, okay, so I'm on this medication to keep me from throwing up, keep me from feeling gross. And then I need to start working out. And so I work out for about a month and this medication is working great. And then after that first month, I started to get really sick. I mean, I was running to the bathroom all the time. I was throwing up all the time. I could not keep anything in my system. And for about three weeks of that, I'm like, this is weird. Like, something is not right. Like, I don't know. I was like, you know what? Maybe it's just something's off. I don't know. Maybe it's something I'm eating. Maybe it's the drastic change in my diet. And so um, one week it got really bad to the point where I called my friend Tori because she's a nurse and I had run to the bathroom because I was you know gonna have an accident and I looked down and there was blood in my feces and I was like oh my god and I'm like something is seriously wrong seriously wrong and so after that I ended up calling my doctor and they're like okay we need to do this 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 and this and so I did a colonoscopy and then I was eating clean food. It was like crackers, clear liquids, um, nothing with any spice, nothing with acid, nothing with any heat. Long story short, my diet was very slim. And so because of all this and all this happening, so I was losing weight and I did not realize that that was happening while all of this is going on. So about, you know, that three week mark of when I had to go in for a colonoscopy and I went into the col or for the colonoscopy, excuse me. Um, they didn't find anything that was of significant damage, which is really upsetting because why was I getting that sick? And so they found internal hemorrhaging, but I guess that's pretty normal. But I did some research and it turned out that the medication that they had put me on caused a lot of people to throw up and get sick and all of these other symptoms that thankfully I didn't have. But by the time all of this was said and done, I was down to 150 pounds and I was at 180 when all this started. Wow. And I think it was like five, five weeks that I lost all that weight. And so it got to a point where I was like, whoa, this is weird. And I would look in the mirror and I'd be like, I still feel like I'm the same person. Mm -hmm. I still feel like I'm huge. I still feel like I am unhealthy and I don't look good, which was crazy because I was working out. I was eating clean. Once all that kind of cleared up or once I stopped taking the medication, I was fine. So I started, you know, eating non-processed meats or non-processed foods and low sugar, low carb, low gluten. Um, I don't eat much dairy anyways. I eat cheese every once in a while. But um, I was like, I'm working out. 
I physically feel healthy, but I don't emotionally feel healthy. Like something's not right. And Mm -hmm. so that's when I started going to therapy and that has helped me tremendously in the sense of I can acknowledge that my body did that to me, but my body also still functions the way it should and it keeps me alive. And so kind of over the last couple of months that I've been in therapy, we've really worked on trying to alleviate the pressure that I put on myself to fit in this box of perfection of, okay, you need to be this height and this weight and you have to wear these clothes and you have to wear these heels and you have to be this tiny and you need a six pack and your boobs can't be that big and your double chin's too big. You know, like I can't keep telling myself that. And so one of the major changes that I made was with my social media as I stopped following people who were posting bikini pictures, even if I was friends with them, like I couldn't do it because I just, instead of being like, wow, my friends are having such a good time. It was, why don't I look like that? Like, I, I'm going to have to starve to look like that. There's no way. And so I got rid of all of these negative people. I started following a bunch of really inspirational people on YouTube and Instagram, like, Sierra Schultz is incredible, incredible on YouTube. And it's super, I'm sure a lot of people know about her, but she's very big into the, you know, confidence and curvy community. And Carrie Dayton is incredible. She also is really good friends with Sierra Schultz. But I've really pushed myself to make sure, excuse me, that my mental health matches my physical health. So, yeah, that's my journey. I mean, for the most part, I'm not definitely not where I would like to be. I'm coronavirus has really taken a toll. But because I do have my friends to lean on when I feel like I am not pretty or I'm struggling in some way, shape or form, it's made it a lot less scary and a lot less depressing. Because I know that if I reach out or I know that if I, you know, I get up, and I eat healthy that day, and I say, you know, to myself, I'm beautiful, I am worth it, I am enough, that starts my day out so much better. When is the first time that you really remember someone commenting on your body? Oh my god, my whole life. (laughs) I feel like ever since, yeah, when I was a little kid, I wore my swimsuit around my house. Like, there was no tomorrow. Mm -hmm. I owned those swimsuits. I rocked them. I wore them all the time. And everyone would be like, oh, you're so cute. You're so small. You're so small. You're so small. And, you know, and I think it was probably started in middle school when I would hear, oh, those shorts are too short. Or you shouldn't be wearing that because something could happen to you. Or watch what you're wearing it's gonna make people go crazy you know and it really escalated in high school and if anyone who I went to high school with (laughs) knows that my fashion sense was uh, questionable in high school and I was told all the time don't wear that don't wear that you're too fat you can't wear that that looks bad you know those don't fit you that's too tight I can see your boobs like it was really hard because when I 
I was really small and my boobs grew really fast. So I was just this like tiny girl with big boobs and I was told, put those away. You can't cover those. They're like, you need to cover those up and stuff like that. And I think ever since then, I've had a really difficult time when people make a comment about my body, even if it's a positive thing. I've really almost convinced myself that positive comments from people don't exist or they don't matter or it doesn't actually mean something. So, I mean, my whole life, especially the last two years, because once you get out of college, you quickly realize that there are other things that are more important sometimes than working out. Oh, Um, yeah. And the comments from people are like, oh, why don't you just work out after work? I'm like, you know what? Sometimes I don't want to come home after work when I get home at 6.15 and put workout clothes on, go to the gym, come home, cook, shower, and sleep. That was one of my biggest pet peeves about working in a hotel because everyone was like, well, there's a gym at your work. Why don't you just work out before or after? I'm like, I go into work at 5 a.m. and sometimes don't leave until 9 p.m. Leave me alone. Like, yeah. I don't have the energy to work out. And on my days off, the last thing I want to do is get up and go into the gym. No. Well, and then, like, if you go work out in the morning, then you have to schedule time to make sure that you're showered and your hair looks nice. And, like, I work in a corporate office. I have to look nice. Yeah. You know, I don't get the luxury of going and working somewhere where they have a casual dress code and you could have your hair just, like, in a bun. I can't do that. I client face so it's not it's not an easy peasy like one hour thing in the morning to do right so yeah also I think that was one of the major things that I struggled with was trying to find a routine for mm-hmm. working out eating healthy um that was not easy at all but when no, I found the yeah. routine you know it was easier to stick to mm-hmm. what are some of your favorite workouts Oh my gosh. I, well, first of all, I only work out at home. I will not step foot in a gym. I am way too intimidated. I don't know what the hell I'm doing in a gym. Um, and I feel like I just get looked at and I don't want that. That is not a good environment for me. So I do YouTube videos and most of them are Chloe Ting. She's a cute little, I think she's Australian and Korean. Don't get, I'm not quite sure, but She's great. She's incredible. Super high energy. Her videos are more focused on um, high intensity interval training, just like a HIIT workout. I also really like Blogilates. Have you heard of her? Okay, I have not. Oh, I feel like she's a pretty well-known workout lady, internet workout personnel. (laughs) I'm not quite (laughs) sure how to, because I don't know if they're like actually certified in personal training or like as a fitness instructor they just like to record themselves working out like we like to record ourselves talking to each other and ourselves exactly exactly (laughs) but those are the two that I mostly um watch I do watch I think it's called pop sugar fitness I'm not quite sure but I've done that I've done beach body which is just a waste of money What's your favorite physical trait of yours? Oh my gosh. Oh yeah, I'm going to make you think on this one. That's tough. 
Now that we've gone through the struggle of trying to love yourself, tell me something that you love about yourself. My God. Um, oh gosh. I love my eyes. You have really pretty eyes. Thank you. You do too. Kenzie's got the most gorgeous eyes I've ever seen. But I don't know. I'd say my eyes are my smile. I feel like that's something that people talk about a lot. It's hard because I want to say my fashion sense now or my style, but that's not something that's part of my body. You do have great fashion sense, though. I would let you dress me every single day if I had the confidence to rock the things (laughs) that you would dress me in. (laughs) Oh, my God. I would love to put you in a lot of different clothes. Oh, yeah. Uh, I would be so uncomfortable in all of them. I think I let you dress me like three times in college and every time was after a couple of shots. Naturally. No, I would love to see you in like more crop tops, more skirts, you know. Yeah, skinny jeans and crop tops. I love a good crop top. I feel like everyone should wear crop tops. It just makes you feel so powerful. You're like, yes, you see that one inch of my stomach. I'm flaunting it. Maybe I don't love that one inch of my stomach, but I'm going to show it off anyway. Uh, Really fake it till you make it. (laughs) That's, yes, that's a big part of how I've been dressing lately. I was like, I don't love myself in this outfit, but I like the individual parts of it. So we're just going to go with it. I feel like my style right now has really shifted to just sweatpants and t-shirts and that makes me happy. Yeah, I've been forcing myself to wear jeans at least twice a week throughout quarantine just to, well, okay, so you know, I like jeans normally. I think jeans are comfortable. I would almost rather wear jeans than leggings or sweatpants anyway. So I put on, I put on my skinny jeans probably at least twice a week just to make sure that I'm not gaining too much weight and that I'm still rocking them that I'm still comfortable in them and that I'm not gonna have to I don't it just it helps me be more productive too because if I'm in sweatpants all day I'm not getting out of bed I'm not getting off the couch if I put on jeans I'm at least a little bit more likely to actually do things do you get up and put makeup on too then no Hmm. I put I did my eyebrows and mascara today for probably the first time in three weeks. Wow. Yeah. That's so interesting for me. Like, I obviously feel confident when I go outside and I put on cute jeans and I put a t-shirt on or whatever. But if I'm at home and I have like a cute pair of sweatpants and a t-shirt on and I just am like comfortable and I look at the mirror and I'm like, you know what? This I feel good in what I'm wearing. I don't feel like I'm dressing to impress anyone besides Mm -hmm. myself and I feel like quarantine has really helped me understand that it's okay to look frumpy and still be confident but that's so interesting to me that jeans are what makes you feel comfortable yeah I don't know I think I love my butt like I I think I have a great (laughs) butt and my butt looks good in jeans so I put them on I'm like oh okay I'm still cute yeah, look at my cute bitch. I just, I feel like ever since that I, I started this whole body positive journey or focusing more towards on my body in general, I don't really care. I Good just don't care what people think. So I stopped wearing makeup out in public. I don't 
like I personally don't have feel the need to put my eyebrows on but that being said girl if putting your eyebrows on is the highlight of your day absolutely put eyebrows on my highlight of the day is probably making 16 pans of pizza rolls you know love some good pizza rolls love me some pizza as my dad would call them pizza nuggets um how do you keep yourself from having those negative thoughts or what do you do when you have that like oh I look awful today what do you do how do you get yourself out of that funk yeah that's a really important question because I have to literally stop myself and say out loud no we're not gonna say that that is not what we think I'm like I am beautiful I am skinny enough like, honestly, I, try, I shouldn't say skinny. I try and stay away from that word because I feel like it's very triggering for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. I am active. I am healthy. And I am strong is what I try and really reiterate to myself over and over again. And it's, oh, my God, way easier said than done. But once you start initiating those changes in your mental process it becomes a routine of, oh, wow, I do look really nice today. Or, wow, I look really healthy. Yeah, that's a big thing for me is just, like, trying to remind myself of, like, yeah, I don't love how my body looks today, but this body is so capable and able and can do so many things. Like, Mm -hmm. it is strong. It keeps me alive. It has the capabilities of having children, which, but Scary. (laughs) (laughs) No, thank you. No, thanks. And for me, I had a really hard time when I was at a heavier weight because my body couldn't function. Mm -hmm. Like it couldn't, it legitimately could not work properly. And so for me, I am healthier at a lower weight, but I don't want to discredit people who are of a heavier weight than me and they're perfectly normal like that I I do sometimes wish that I was a little heavier in different places I'm shaped like a tree trunk so I have no curves um but I don't I really don't want to discredit people when I said you know earlier I'm 100 or I was 185 pounds but I was unhealthy like my Mm -hmm. eating habits were unhealthy my mental health status was very unhealthy my decisions were what made me unhealthy you know unfortunately the weight had to do with a lot of those factors but I'm the one who put myself in that position and I was giving myself that negative mental stigma that's something that I I don't weigh myself if I can at all avoid it just Mm -hmm. because I'm about 175 pounds and I'm 5'3 but I know Mm -hmm. that my weight does not reflect my level of health at all because mm-hmm. most of it is muscle, honestly. I mean, it's definitely gone away since quarantine, since I'm not able to do as much lifting as I would like. And I just have a less physically demanding job at the moment. I don't have a job at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> I say that like I'm working, but it's just like that number doesn't reflect anything about myself as long as I feel healthy Mm -hmm. as long as I feel strong as long as I know that I'm trying to take care of myself to the best of my ability and who cares Mm -hmm. what the scale says so I try to stay away from that just for my own mental health issues yeah your weight does not 
equal your worth at all. And we are so pumped full of that on the internet and just pumped through through Twitter, especially through Instagram. Oh my God. Yes. You just see these girls. I'm so tiny. Look at me and look at my fat butt. Look at my huge lips. Look at my big fake boobs. Like that is not reality mm-hmm. at all. And I just, it's so hard because I mean, we grew up with magazines and seeing all these teeny tiny bodies and these low rise jeans and growing up in the 2000s being and the hotter knots and the yeah and I can't imagine growing up now with all of these girls who are like 12 years old and they look like they're 20 mm-hmm. you know I'm like and also they're stuck seeing all of this crap all over the internet of like eat this take this diet pill drink this tea oh go on this detox like oh, you should be doing a juice cleanse. Like, no. The only no. thing that you need to help you with a detox is your liver and your kidneys. Yeah, it's... Kidney, oh. you don't even need both of them. Yeah, exactly. It's just... It, it blows my mind that the influences are in our lives with, you know, our body and being surrounded by all the negative things because a lot of times no one really talks about the positive things about our bodies it's oh yeah you're too fat you're too skinny you shouldn't wear that you know you should be under like 125 pounds or whatever that is I mean the same thing goes for guys is like that whole six foot stigma that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard and if you think that you should only date men above six feet get your head out of your behind because I yeah I you're limiting yourself and you're missing out on some great guys yeah and like okay it makes sense if you're like 5'10 5'11 but girl girls ladies thems theys hims he's all the above no yeah (laughs) don't put a limit on your relationships that's just ridiculous but then again don't put a limit on yourself honestly when we went to the minnesota state fair and did that health barn and the woman like weighed us and did and that Mm. might be the first time that I've had a medical professional tell me that I was okay and healthy instead of telling me that I needed to lose weight like Mm -hmm. that woman thought that the scale was wrong because she looked at both of us and she's like there's no way like you guys are fine yeah and that was such an empowering almost moment that I was like yeah I'm fine I look good Mm -hmm. and then we went and got a lot of fried Oreos and pickles worth it absolutely worth it. It. so worth yeah. it but you know you gotta do what's gonna make you happy and yeah. if eating food is gonna make you happy then do it you know just keep the if, balance yeah but you have to make sure that your mental health is in check because a mm-hmm. lot of times in certain circumstances mental health depression anxiety go hand in hand with you know binge eating weight gain were you know not eating at all so it's just I feel like a lot of times people start with oh your body positivity journey you should go to the gym do yoga stretch and stuff which is great and it does help your mental health but I think addressing your mental like your actual mental health first before you step into the physical changes because if you have a good platform to start on you're going to be more successful and you're gonna 
you know, be more motivated to do the things that are necessary for you. Yeah, I don't think enough people talk about how mental health is just as important in as your physical health, because it's so hard to be physically healthy when you're not mentally healthy, because you can just get sucked down that drain so much easier, I think, on either overdoing it or underdoing it or just not caring enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, and it's, it's so difficult when you're depressed, because like in my family, a lot of times, you know, most of my, I should say, a lot of people in my family are depressed. And so it's hard for me, at least, when someone's like, hey, we should work out. It's like, I don't want to work out on your terms. Mm-hmm. I want to work out on mine because that's what's works for my mental health. Well, at the, um, when all this quarantine started, my boss was like, we need to do something different. We just need to pick up and, you know, get on a Skype call or get on a Microsoft Teams, whatever, and do something different. So I ended up volunteering and running workouts three days a week, um, virtual workouts. And it has helped me so much during this whole being quarantined and the world's practically ending. Um, it has helped so, so, so much. I mean, thankfully, I'm still going to therapy and I have the option to do that and the ability but wow that has been really big too to have you know my teammates holding me accountable to Mm -hmm. host this workout three days a week and you know work on different parts of my body because when I do work out I focus more holistically than I should sometimes different muscle groups but I really enjoy that so far Good. Yeah, I'm glad that you guys are able to do that. I seriously, I'm going to jump on one of these calls one day and just be like, hi, you don't know me, but I'm working out with all of you today. Yes, absolutely. I'm here for it. I totally would. I can. I will. I should. Well, Jen, thank you for joining me on this week's episode of Am I Doing This Right? I appreciate you chatting. Well, I had a blast <laughs> and I hope that I can come back again. Yeah, we will definitely have you on again. I say we like it's anyone other than me. (laughs) That's it for this week, guys. Thank you so much for joining Jen and I on this week's episode of Am I Doing This Right? As always, feel free to shoot me a DM or email at podcastaidtr on Twitter and Instagram or podcastaidtr at gmail.com. You can now find Am I Doing This Right on any of your preferred streaming apps, so please subscribe, rate, and review. Please stay safe and take care of yourself and each other. Thanks so much, and I'll see you next time.